and welcome to the How to Build Yourself from Scratch podcast. Uh, my name is Katie and I'm so glad you're here. Uh, I have to admit, so this is the first time I've ever created a podcast. I'm doing it on my phone <laughs> through the Spotify for Podcasters app. And it's very low tech and I'm also kind of not, I'm slapping this together at the last minute, but I knew I was going to be doing that. I just got back from a trip to India. My now fiance uh, lived in Mumbai until he was eight. Anyways, I'm going on and on. You don't even know me. He, we, but we, I, so I got to go to India with him for two weeks to meet his parents for the first time. We got engaged. It was great. But for some reason, I also decided to start this project in the middle of this other life, you know, changing event. Um, so I, we just got back from India a couple days ago on the 27th. So I've been getting over jet lag and, um, I, I just had such an urge to start this project this year in January, um, that I'm just kind of diving into it and I'm just going to record this podcast in one take. Uh, so I will try not to say like, and, um, as much as possible, hopefully I will avoid doing that and I will try to not ramble and make this boring, but I, I'm going to do this in one take. I'm, you know, all those Instagram people say, you know, do it scared, do it before you're ready, just take action. So I guess that's what I'm doing because I really, I'm, I'm really, I've been working on this habits project for myself for years. I've been kind of putting thoughts together in my head and I, I want to, I'm losing my train of thought and I'm not even going to edit this out. I, um, I, I, for some reason, I just feel like the time to do it is now. So I'm just going to start. Thank you for listening to me ramble. I have some notes, so I won't be rambling too much. I'm only two minutes in so far. I hope not to take up too much of your time today. Uh, but I've got some really good information about our week one, which is sleep. And I've got the first habit that I am starting in the new year. By the way, I'm going to be doing all of these. I'm kind of framing it, right? I'm making a podcast. I'm trying to like quote unquote, teach it to people. But this is all stuff that I've just built for myself. It's kind of going to be trial and error as I go. But for me to frame it as if I'm teaching it to you, whoever you are listening to this podcast right now, it'll it'll help me. So let's get started. Um, so <clears throat> again, I said each each week I'm going to walk through the implementation of one habit or routine. And they're all going to be fairly small I've tried to break it down into little bite-sized pieces. I called this whole project How to Build Yourself from Scratch because that was kind of my idea is that it's we're going to start out really easy. And the for me, myself personally, I'm going to try to really ease off the pressure on myself as I go into this year to do, you know, I, I feel like I have a million things that I, that I have hanging over my head that I need to do. Um, and... I'm going to focus on just one week at a time, commit to one little habit at a time, one little improvement at a time. And this first week is just going to be sleep. So the rest of my life, like, right, I can be behind on things. You know, if you have a job, try to get to your job, take care of the people in your life. Um, but, you know, just go easy on yourself um, other than this first habit, which is sleep. So... um let me see. I'm looking through my notes. This is so... Thank you for listening to this uh, podcast that I'm putting together on the spot. <laughs> um, 
So um, sleep is a bit of a, so again, this is going to be week one, sleep. That's our first habit of the year. If you haven't already, sign up for my email list because each week I'm going to be sending out some paperwork. It's going to be um, some scheduling sheets that you can use and then kind of an introduction to each week's habit. It'll spell out the exact routines that we're going to be building for the week um, and really give you step-by-step guidance for what we're going for. Um, uh, So, you know, I'll put in the, the show notes on this podcast a link where you can sign up for my newsletter um, to get the step-by-step instructions for implementing your sleep habit this week. Um, that being said, let's let's get into it. So sleep is kind of actually a heavy hitter habit. Um, so it's kind of a weird one to start with, but I it's kind of the most foundational. It's It's weird to start with because to actually implement the habit of sleep, it's more than just closing your eyes and sleeping. It's more about reclaiming time to yourself, right? Because sleep is always the thing that we sacrifice when we're giving time to other people. So that being said, it's actually going to be one of the the habits, I think, out of this whole year that'll be the hardest to like actually get yourself to stick to. Um, You know, the actual habit itself is not that difficult, but sticking to it is. But hopefully after listening to this podcast, um, it might be a little easier for you because I've got some tips and tricks. (laughs) But the reason I'm starting with sleep is that sleep is just incredibly important. And I think we all know that logically with our heads. Um, But I've read quite a few self-improvement books over the past few years. And so many of them make comments or you know include a section on sleep and then say something along the lines of if you only take away one thing from reading this book let it be to get more sleep uh you know i'm not going to go too much into the science but our body does so much repair while we sleep um we so many diseases that people have like one of the major contributors to conditions and diseases is low lack of sleep, low sleep. Sleep is just incredibly important for our health. Um, And I think we all know that logically, but for some reason, sleep is the thing we are all willing to sacrifice. And I think the reason is for that is, is that we don't see, other than being tired, we don't see the immediate extreme effects of lack of sleep right away. And so we think that we can you know, we think we can let ourselves get less sleep. We'll be fine. We'll manage. Um, and we're not seeing how that lack of sleep is accumulating and how it's hurting our health. Um, one specific book that I'll mention out loud is the book Burnout by Dr. Emily Nagoski and her sister, Amelia Nagoski. They talk about something in that book called human giver syndrome, where, um, so many of us in our society today, especially traditionally women, um, or those identifying as women, um, are conditioned to, um, you know, sac- like be giving of ourselves. We are not there to be as human beings. We are there to give to others. <sighs> this is not making sense. Um, <laughs> but they, 
in the book Burnout, they have a whole entire chapter on sleep and that sleep is incredibly important. And the book mentions something called a corset. or They just, they give this analogy that says, if your friend said, you know, I'm going to wear this corset. I really like the way it looks. And yeah, I can only breathe at about like 85%. Like to, I can only breathe and get 80% of the oxygen that people should get. But like, I'm fine. I'll manage. I can survive on 80% oxygen. So I'm good. You would, of course, tell your friend to get out of that corset. But for some reason with sleep, we all think it's okay to just exist and survive on 80% of the sleep that we need. Um, but it is so important to get your full full night's sleep. Um, so how much is enough sleep? The answer to that for most adults over the age of 18 is at least seven hours of sleep per night. Some guidelines say seven to nine hours, but most, so and I'm referring to, and I'll put this in the show notes too, the CDC website, the National Sleep Foundation, and the Mayo Clinic all say for adults over 18, you should get at least seven hours of sleep per night. So that's what we are going to do this week. We are going to look at our schedules and figure out if each of us personally are going to look at our schedules and figure out when we can get our seven hours of sleep each night. And we're going to schedule it into our schedule. And then we're going to make sure that we actually stick to that schedule. <clears throat> so um, let's take a look here. I'm looking at my notes. So um also, again, if you sign up for my email list, I'll send you a little form where you can fill out your own schedule for sleep. Um, for me personally, I, in my life right now, I've decided that my seven hours of sleep are going to be from 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. So that's seven hours total. Um, for you, the way you can figure this out so we're going to get our seven hours of sleep. And then here's the other part of the habit. In addition to getting seven hours of sleep, what I'd really like you to do, if at all possible, is to schedule a one hour bedtime routine before you go to sleep and a one hour morning routine after you wake up. And for right now, at least, and potentially forever, these this bedtime routine and this morning routine is not going to be a time to do five million, you know, drink your green juice and write 16 affirmations and do the things that look good on Instagram. Those things may come if you want to add them in. But for now, what you are going to do is block out an hour of your time before you go to sleep and an hour of your time after you wake up that is time just for you. And I know this is really difficult, especially some of us, you know, if you have kids um, or a lot of other, you know, a really pressing, you know, intense job responsibilities. This seems like a really big ask. Um, but stick with me and see what you can do. So total, we're talking nine hours blocked out in your schedule, right? We've got seven hours where the lights are out and you're sleeping. <clears throat> and then one hour before you go to bed, 
where you're transitioning into sleep and one hour after you wake up. Also, a word about your morning routine. This is not your time when you're um, doing all the things you need to do to get out the door, showering, etc. What I'd like you to do is block out an hour of time even before you do those things. That is an hour just for yourself to do whatever you want to do. So this is not the time that you already take in the morning where you, you're getting ready and shoving a protein bar in your mouth before you head out the door. This is time for yourself to breathe, to feel peace in the day before you start your day. Um, <clears throat> and so here are, and again, this I know this is a big ask, but here is my reason behind um, for myself and for you, if you want to follow along, uh, carving out those that full hour time at night and that full hour time in the morning. And the reason is, is that so many of us, the reason that we don't get enough sleep is that we're practicing revenge bedtime procrastination. Revenge bedtime procrastination is the practice of when you're busy all day, you're doing things for other people all day, never got a moment to yourself all day. What you end up doing is staying up late at night just to have some time for yourself, just to have a time when everyone else is sleeping and you get to do whatever you want to do, scroll on your phone until 3 a.m. That's bedtime procrastination. If we add in an hour bedtime routine before we go to bed and an hour morning routine after we wake up, we've already got some time to ourselves planned and carved into our schedule So we're a lot less likely to practice revenge bedtime procrastination because we have that time to ourselves scheduled out already. I know that an hour is a lot to ask. If you just feel like there's no way you can make an hour work in your life, do 45 minutes bedtime routine, half an hour morning routine, but try to carve out time for yourself. And for this week at least, and again, We're going to be adding some habits in that may go into those morning and bedtime slots later on in weeks ahead. Um, But they're always, you can choose whether or not to actually, you know, engage in those other habits. So for this week, at least, that bedtime routine and the morning routine is literally free time for you to do whatever you want. All I ask is that for the bedtime routine, you get yourself into your bed and then do whatever you want. Um, But you're taking that bedtime routine time to get yourself into the bed, ready for sleep. You're transitioning into your sleep. And in the morning, when your alarm goes off, you get out of your bed and you do your morning routine up and out of bed because the morning routine is transitioning yourself into the day. But again, during that morning routine, you can do whatever you want. You can turn on a movie. You can, I don't know, have a dance party. You literally do whatever you want to do. Same thing for the bedtime routine. You know, a lot of people say don't scroll on your phone in your bed before you go to sleep. And at least for me, at least right now, that's, we're, we're taking it baby steps here. Yes. If you want to just read a novel to wind your brain down before you go to sleep, that's great. If you don't have any time to scroll on your phone during the day and you just, you just want to scroll on your phone, take that time. If, if you need that time, that one hour time before you go to sleep at night, 
to do that, do it. Just be in bed. Um, I've got some other, we're going to talk about the, the details of the routine in a minute here. But this is time for you to do exactly what you want to do um, during your bedtime routine and your morning routine. So, okay, uh, finding my notes. <laughs> so this week, that is the goal. We, it's, it's progress, not perfection. We are just practicing setting aside these blocks of time and physically going through the motions of moving our bodies into the bed and out of the bed and turning off the lights. <laughs> so here's going to be my bedtime routine that I'm going to walk myself through walk through with you right now and tell you exactly what I'm going to do to help myself get optimal sleep. So for me, as I said, um, my actual sleep time is going to be from 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. That's seven hours. So that means that my bedtime routine is going to start at 10 p.m. So what I'm going to do this week is have an alarm set on my phone for 10 p.m. I'll be whatever, sitting on the couch, finishing up I don't know, eating a nighttime snack or something, having some yogurt, watching TV, um, scrolling on my phone. And then my alarm will go off at 10 p.m. I'm going to get myself up off the couch. I'm going to do all the little bedtime chores that I need to do, like changing into my pajamas and brushing my teeth. And then I'm going to get myself into my bed. Um, I'm also going to dim the lights and I'm going to dim the brightness on my phone, if I'm going to be on my phone. And we'll talk about that a little more later. But I am at 10 p.m. I'm getting myself up off the couch and getting myself into my bed. Again, if you think that scrolling on your phone is going to hurt your sleep, you can try to, to, you can, I shouldn't say that in that tone of voice. You Reading a book before bed is amazing and awesome. And I may try to do that one day. But right now, I'm going to go easy on myself. I'm just going to get myself into my bed at 10 p.m. And, if, and do my scrolling there. And what I actually do is I, um, I've been kind of running through this bedtime routine a little bit before now. But I... Um, 10, 10 to 11 is like not my Instagram scrolling time. It's like my YouTube. To be honest, I sometimes watch ASMR YouTube videos, which I feel like is like an embarrassing thing to admit, but a lot of people do it, right? So anyways, I'm doing something relaxing. I'm in my bed. I'm doing exactly what I want to do. Then at 11 p.m., I've got another little alarm that'll go off. My phone's just going to vibrate and that'll remind me that it's lights out time. So at that point, even if I'm in the middle of scrolling and I've got you know something to read, I'm not going to push it off. I'm not going to say five more minutes of scrolling. That's how we get into a revenge bedtime procrastination trap. When that alarm goes off at 11, I say, now it's time to put the phone away. I turn off all the lights in the room and I close my eyes to go to sleep. Now, a, a trick that I'm also using to help myself stick right because we don't we want to keep going we want to keep scrolling we want to get those few more minutes of time to ourselves before we have to wake up the next day and start our next hectic day of doing things for other people a trick that I'm going to use to help myself actually turn off my lights at 11 actually start closing my eyes is I'm going to 
save a podcast for myself that I really like. I think it's going to be the Be There in Five podcast for now. If you've ever listened to the Be There in Five podcast, Kate Kennedy, she's great. Um, but I'm going to, that's going to be my bedtime falling asleep podcast. So I'm going to turn off the lights. I'm going to have no, you know, light coming out of my phone, but I'll softly turn on that podcast. So I'll have something to kind of listen to as I drift off to sleep. Um, and for me, that's enough of a reward. It's like this thing that I look forward to that it'll make turning off the lights and forcing myself to go to sleep at, you know, my 11 p.m. bedtime, it'll make it easier to do that. So at 11 p.m., I turn off the lights, listen to my podcast, go to sleep as soon as I can. Then 6 a.m., my alarm goes off. Um, Here's a few tricks for getting yourself to actually wake up when the alarm goes off if hitting the snooze button is an issue for you. Um, One, just actually getting the seven hours of sleep at night is going to help a lot. If you're currently getting less than that, I think that's a big reason why a lot of people hit snooze is because we're just tired because we're not getting enough sleep. So if you did really get yourself your seven hours of sleep, um, it's going to be a lot easier to not hit that snooze button. Second, and I'm going to refer to another person here, another podcast. Um, if you've, if you're into habits, you probably have heard of Shelby Sacco. She has the Sad to Savage podcast. I highly recommend it. And her podcast goes much more into habit creation and formation and kind of the nitty gritty of how you get yourself to stick to a habit. <clears throat> By the way, my podcast is going to be more about like what the routines and habits themselves should be. Um, at least what I'm going to have them be in my life. But Shelby Sadko's podcast, Sad to Savage, she um, constantly brings up this idea of if you're, having your, if you're having trouble getting yourself to, you know, not hit snooze, get out of bed in the morning, keep a glass of water right by your alarm, kind of in front of your phone or in front of your alarm so that when you, you're, you're switching things up, so when you go to hit snooze button, instead, you just drink that glass of water. And by kind of changing the physical motions that you're doing, it'll wake your brain up enough to say, oh no, I'm not going back to sleep, I'm doing this new thing. Otherwise, there's the, you know, the classic tricks of keeping your phone across the room. Um, if you are having uh, more troubles with hitting snooze and, and not being able to wake yourself up in the morning, um, like send me an email or text me because I'll try to come up with other solutions um, and we'll figure it out together. Um, Also, another thing for me that's going to help me wake up is it's a lot easier to wake up when you know that you're waking up to an hour of free time. Like, right, it's hard to wake up and get yourself out of bed when you know you have to like immediately jump in the shower, get yourself to your difficult job, you know, so again, I think this is where having the bedtime routine and the morning routine time really helps is that when you, when that snooze button goes off in the morning, you're not waking up to like the drudgery of life. You're waking up to get a full hour to do whatever you want to do with it. So that's what I'm going to do at 6am. I'm going to wake up. Um, I'm, I'm not going to hit that snooze button. Um, maybe I'll listen to like a fun song on Spotify or whatever music platform you listen to. Um, I'm also going to, in the show notes, put a, there's a 
a really good Spotify has like a playlist of really good like motivational morning songs that I really like. Um, so if, like that might help like get you in a mood to wake up. So anyways, we're going on we're at 24 minutes now, so trying to make this not be longer than a half an hour. So I'll keep going. Um, so morning time. Um, then we, I get up and then I'm going to have my morning routine during this first week. I don't know what I'm going to do. I might read a book. Um, but I'm going to get myself out of bed. I'm going to maybe just get myself onto the couch in the living room, make a cup of tea or coffee, um, and do whatever I want to do for that hour and have it be time to myself before then at 7am I start my day, get in the shower, um, Again, in the future, we're going to be adding in a few more components that will probably be easiest to schedule in the morning routine, like getting in some movement. Um, but for now, this week, just the goal is to get yourself up out of bed when that alarm goes off and to take an hour to yourself to do whatever you want to do. Okay, um, so... I'm finding my place. Thank you for putting up with this very, very imperfect podcast. Now we're going to go for just through just a few more tips for getting better sleep. So the first one is to dim the lights during your bedtime routine. So as soon as that alarm goes off that you know it's going to be one hour till lights out, we're going to start dimming all the lights in the house. So no more overhead lights, turn on lamps, um, go on as little light as you can, while still being able to function and see because it's, you know, science has shown that our, when we use dim light, our body starts to, to know, okay, it's time to wind down. It's time to sleep. Um, <clears throat> if you do plan to be on your phone during your hour long bedtime routine, consider getting yourself some blue light blocking glasses, possibly. I honestly, I have never used them before, but I just, ordered myself a pair. I'm going to try them. Um, and I also, one of the books that I've read, it's called, um, oh, I'm blanking on the name right now. It's by Dr. Julie Smith. I think it's, why has nobody told me this before? Anyways, it'll be in the show notes. Sorry, Dr. Julie Smith, that I'm saying the name of your book wrong, but she actually said that, um, it's not really about the blue light. It's more about the, um, the brightness of the light. So again, you don't have to spend the money and get blue light looking glasses. Like you don't have to be that like Instagram person that does that. It, just dimming the light on your phone will work too. Um, so again, go into your settings at night. Um, maybe you, maybe even when your alarm goes off for your bedtime routine, you can remind yourself, you know, title that alarm, dim my phone. Um, or I'm sure phones have like settings to do it automatically too, but make it as like, I know my phone goes automatically a little bit dimmer, but I go as low as I can go, like 5% while still being able to see. So dim your phone. Um, you, another trendy thing right now, I mean, you've probably seen is to get like a red light bulb. Um, the red light helps you, um, your body know, cause then you're really blocking out any blue tones in your light. I think I'm going to order one of those this week myself as well. Follow along with me on Instagram to see if I actually do. Um, and so you can use a red light bulb in your room. That'll help tell your body that it's time to sleep. I'll link, um, a red light bulb, um, in the show notes as well. And then, um, the second, so dim light, 
dim light during your bedtime routine. The second thing is avoiding caffeine after 2 p.m. Um, or, you know, depending on your sleep schedule. Um, but for me, it's avoiding caffeine after 2 p.m. I was someone that could drink cups and cups of coffee and still fall asleep. So I always thought, oh, caffeine doesn't really affect me that much. I can just do whatever I want. But then when I started stopping caffeine at 2 p.m., I did notice a difference where it used to be that I would feel not tired, but then I could get myself into bed and get myself to sleep. But if I stop drinking coffee at 2 p.m., most nights I'll actually start to feel drowsy. And I was like, whoa, I actually do feel way more tired. <laughs> um, so for me, I'm going to, in general, try to avoid caffeine after 2 p.m. Okay, next one. Um, this one's, again, not woo-woo-woo. It's more like, it feels like a trendy Instagram thing um, or TikTok thing or whatever. But drinking tart cherry juice, you may have heard of this. Um, and there is some like, scientific backing to this like it's on I think I saw it on the Mayo Clinic website but but tart cherry juice um and you have to get 100% tart cherry juice not from concentrate they sell it at Trader Joe's I just bought some um it's not horribly expensive um I think I'm gonna drink like four ounces at night before I go to sleep probably about an hour before I go to sleep but apparently drinking tart cherry juice increases the bioavailability of tryptophan and also in your body and that also increases your body's produ production like of melatonin so it's not taking a melatonin supplement but it's like enhancing your body's uh, production of its own melatonin again it's not this hasn't been totally scientifically proven but um for me because I'm not, I'm not like a big like supplements person as of yet. Um, but I figured this one is pretty like, like it's not going to hurt. Um, and to me, I'm also trying to give up. It's funny on my Instagram, I said, I'm not doing new year's resolutions, but I am doing one. I'm trying to give up drinking soda at home. Um, so I figure that having like a little glass of tart cherry juice, maybe with some um, sparkling water mixed in will be a good little like bedtime treat since I can't drink soda. So that's another thing I'm going to be trying um, this year, especially this, you know, as I, as I work on this sleep habit. Um, next one, getting exposed to bright light in the morning, preferably sunlight, um, as close as possible to when you wake up. Um, uh, many people, you know, I, I've heard, I, I know Matthew Walker who wrote the book, um, why do we sleep? I heard him on the Huberman Lab podcast talking about the importance of this one. Um, and it's it's just getting that natural light into your eyes as early as possible after you wake up helps kind of start the clock on your circadian rhythm um, and helps your body know, oh, this is the time to be awake, which will then help your body know when to start getting tired as well. Um another um hatch alarms i'm not gonna buy one of these yet because i think they're pretty expensive but those hatch alarms that are like the sun it's like natural sunrise and sunset imitation thing it's an alarm that creates the illusion that you're having a sunrise and a sunset i don't know that might help i'll link it i haven't i'm trying to give some options for all the different levels of uh, you know 
disposable income that you might have, but you might try getting yourself a hatch alarm. Um, uh, finally, other things that might help with your sleep. I'm, I'm going, it's 32 minutes now, so I'll stop soon. Um, but again, this one's kind of a, you, you probably know this already, but getting yourself some nice sheets. If you happen to have spare money lying around, really soft sheets, using a sheet spray or using like a diffuser to scent your room creating an, a relaxing environment in your bedroom, helping you, you know, if you have a certain scent that you smell every night, it might kind of trick your brain to say, oh, it's sleep time. Um, and finally, if you truly are having trouble with insomnia, schedule an appointment with your doctor. Um, if you, you know, if you're turning your light off and you're just not able to get to sleep, um, a doctor is going to be someone that can, can help you figure out why. Um, so, so, don't put it off. Um, get get someone that knows what they're doing to help you out and figure out why you aren't sleeping. Um, so yeah, so I think that's pretty much it for the week. We're at 33 minutes. I hope this hasn't been incredibly, incredibly boring. Um, so um, again, a recap. Um, the habit routine that we're figuring out this week is to figure out, so you're going to build your own sleep schedule. Oh, the last thing I forgot to talk about is weekends. Um, another way that you can have better sleep is to have the time you go to bed be as consistent as possible. Uh, but I also think we are human beings and we have lives. So we can't have like this perfect bedtime routine that we hit every single night of our lives. So for me, my own personal rule that I'm making is to not have my weekend sleep schedule be off by more than two hours from my weekday sleep schedule. Again, there probably will be exceptions to this at some point in life. But in general, my rule that I'm going to go for is, so if my weeknight sleep schedule is to get to bed at 11 p.m., wake up at 6 a.m., my weekend sleep schedule, the goal is to be in bed with the lights off by 1 a.m. and up by 8 a.m. So never sleep in past 8 a.m., even on the weekends, and get myself to bed by 1 p.m. or 1 a.m., uh, even on the weekends. Um, again, progress, not perfection. Also, if you have like a very variable schedule, um, maybe because of a, you know, your job, um, I, I don't know, send me an email because I'm, it, it, the, I think the goal is you want to have um, seven hours of sleep per night, no matter what. If it has to be variable, it has to be variable. But figure out within your variable schedule how you can get those seven hours of sleep per night and how you can get them as close to the same time each night as possible. Um, okay, so so yeah, so um, this week, the, the actual finite, the goals that we're shooting for are seven hours of sleep per night, a one-hour bedtime routine before bed, but again, we get to do whatever we want during that bedtime routine, and a one-hour morning routine after we wake up. But again, that's just an hour to be awake and do whatever you want to do after you wake up. Um, again, last time, sign up for my mailing list if you want me to send you little worksheets. Um, I'm probably not selling them very well right now by talking about them, but I promise though they're They've, they're good. They've got a lot of information. Um, it, it also include a schedule of 
all of the habits that we're building over the next couple months. Um, uh, so you can see what's coming up. And um, yeah, I think I'm going to start following my sleep schedule the evening of January 1st. So if I post this on the 31st, that'll be tomorrow night, Monday night. I'm going to set my alarm, get into bed at 10 p.m., lights out at 11. Um, so yeah, uh, follow along with me on Instagram as I practice my own sleep schedule. Again, thank you so much for listening to this. I hope it wasn't incredibly boring. And um, and try to stick to your own sleep schedule this week. Next week, we're going to be back with doing some meditation and or meditation-like practices. I'm not going to make you meditate if you absolutely hate it, but we'll talk about that next week in next week's podcast. Um, so thank you for following along with me here. Um, hopefully I'll get the hang of this and these won't be as rambly as this one was. Um, but yeah, I, I am so glad to meet you and um, email me anytime or send me a DM, DM on Instagram and um, I will talk to you soon. Have a very good week. Bye.